Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dave Gerhardt Podcast. That's me, just me on this episode. One thing I wanted to talk about is 2023 goals. So I don't know if you set goals for yourself personally. It's something that I do. I've done for a couple of years now. And I'm not somebody who is crazy uh, methodical about this. I know people that have spreadsheets and systems and they're tracking inputs and, and counting things every day, every week, every month, every year. That's not who I am. It's not who my personality, what I naturally gravitate towards doing. But I found it helpful to basically towards the end of each year, I like to write down two, three, four, five, however many things that I want to accomplish or focus on that year. And some of them are really like far out stretch things. And so they're not necessarily like, I'm definitely going to attain this thing, but I like to use them. I guess they're more like guardrails and flags for places that I want to get to than they are like, I need to hit X. And so I've done this for a couple years now and they have gotten a little bit more complex and and I've added more things to them as they go. But I thought it'd be fun to do a podcast episode just kind of sharing what my goals are for this year because I thought it might be interesting to you. And and if you're listening to this, you're possibly somebody who is into setting goals and maybe you're not as, uh, maybe to you, like this seems hardcore, like you don't have any goals. And so me even having a bunch of them is like, whoa, that's hardcore. Or maybe you are a hardcore goal setter and you have more specific systems and plans and you'll think that this is really Uh, simple, but I just wanted to share them. And I also think that sharing them can also help bring them to life a little bit. And I learned, I learned over the years through some people that I've, I've been around and mentors and people that I work with just the power of setting goals. And there's a great lesson from Jim Rohn. Actually, I want to see if I can grab this book really quick. So this is one of my favorite books of all time. looks terrible, looks corny. (laughs) Seven strategies for wealth and happiness, power ideas from America's foremost business philosopher. Jim Rohn. But Jim Rohn, he has a philosophy about, and he's kind of just like a a legendary uh, personal development, self-development coach. I guess his story is he was the one who inspired Tony Robbins. And I'm sure you know Tony Robbins, right? Which I think I could do, I could do with or without, but I do think that some, I do love some of this stuff and I find it's really, it's helpful for my mind and mental uh, mental health sometimes. And so um, Jim Rohn talks about unleash the power of goals. And he talks about that the power in setting goals is that goals actually act like, they act like magnets and that when you set them, they can act as a way to pull you towards a particular goal. And I come from working at tech companies, startups, and in a business sense, I've worked at companies where we would often set really big goals because if you set a small goal that's easy to hit, it doesn't work the same. So if you set a big goal, let's say as a company, uh, you just did $5 million in revenue this year. Next year, it'd be really easy to say, yeah, we want to do $6 million in revenue this year, right? However, setting a bigger goal, like setting a goal of $10 million, you might miss on the $10 million goal, but you might end up at eight. And now all of a sudden, just because you set a higher goal, you're in a new land, a new land of opportunity and in a new place because you set a bigger goal. So I like some of that philosophy in my personal life for setting goals. So let me, I kind of bucket these goals that I have into for this year, I have them into routines, health and fitness, relationship, 
business slash work. I don't know why it says business slash work and then uh, golf. Those are my areas. So first, and you'll notice that some of these goals are not perfectly uh, quantifiable. They're not perfectly measurable. They're not perfectly input output. Like here's how this is going to happen. They, I like to use them as guardrails. And so that's where this first one comes in, which is routines. Uh, number one, maintain daily habit of journaling to recap the day and observe our life. So I've kept a daily journal for probably what years are I now? 2023. 20, I've kept a daily journal for about eight years. And it's something that if you were to go in my closet at home, I have probably now 10 plus moleskin notebooks that have just been filled up with my scribbles. And it started with at the end of each day, I usually do it before I go to bed. Sometimes I don't get to do it and I do it the next morning or the next day. And then I've, I've taken, you know, like any habit, there's definitely been some stretches where I haven't done it, but I think I've been probably 90% consistent on that. And I just like to recap what happened that day. What did I do at work? Did I work out? What did I do? What activity did I do? Did I exercise? It's not super specific. I'm not like I ate this and I did this, but it's more like yesterday ran three miles, lifted chest and back, had two calls, had a podcast interview, went to pick up my son at school, had dinner, kids woke us up twice in the middle of the night. And here's something that we're struggling with daughter, or here's some issue that we're working on, or here's this thing that's stuck in my brain. And so I try to write like, this is like a page. It's like a page a day. And I put this in as a goal because I'm really starting to see benefits from that. And that now that I have kids, I love doing this as a way to document our life. I don't often look back at it, but it is fun every now and then to just like pick a random journal off the shelf. And I'll be like, wow, two years ago, uh, here's what I wrote. And it's like, we were in a hotel room and we couldn't get the kids to go to sleep. And we did this and we did this thing this day. And so it's cool to look back and then now I see it as longer term. I'm kind of selfishly writing them because I think it'd be pretty cool for my kids to like get these at some point. Not that they'll ever be able to decipher my handwriting. It's the worst, but I just like having a, a stack of them. So I put this in here because I think it's important that I continue to do that. I also think it helps a lot with my sleep and I don't have the perfect science behind this, but I do find that like when I do it before I go to bed, I kind of like close the chapter on the day and it helps me not think about all the stuff that I might need to do tomorrow or the next day. And this journal is not a to-do list. I have a separate thing that I do for that where I try to write things separately, but this is just like a, it's like a log, a log of the day. Uh, the second bullet in routines is continue to read daily and stay in books versus my phone. I think like you, like me, we're all struggling where I wish I wasn't spending as much time on my phone. And every time I'm into books more, I feel like I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm scratching my creative itch, I'm learning, I'm getting smarter. And so I want to just, these are just like reminders for me to continue to do that. I like to read right now on my Kindle. Typically my wife Lee and I, we will each read on our Kindles before bed and just like to have the book around. And so I just want to keep, keep doing that. Uh, in the past, I've set goals about like read X books this year. Just doesn't really do it for me because a lot of times I actually don't even finish books. I like to read a ton of random things. And so I might get a book that I find interesting. Like I might talk to somebody today and they talk about a book and I get the book and I read two chapters in the book and I don't ever come back to it. And that's totally fine. Or I might get a book and I rip through it, but it doesn't mean it's, I got to go and read X number of books. It's more of just like, I want to always kind of be in books. And this is a reminder to do that. So that's routines, uh, health and fitness. First bullet is continue to focus on daily movement, walks, runs, lifts, mobility, good for my body, good for my mind, make this part of my daily routine in an operating system versus a goal I'm trying to achieve. So again, similar to like this idea of guardrails, that's how I feel about fitness. I don't have as many specific fitness goals as I do to just like, 
as a reminder to prioritize that time for myself. I'm lucky that I work. I'm very lucky to like work for myself and make my own schedule. And I can make it so my schedule most of the day, I usually don't have, or I try not to have any calls or meetings before noon. And that's, I'm in a very lucky position to be able to do that. But I like to have that time and I kind of use that time to walk, lift, run, mobility. I can do all that stuff. And so this is a reminder for me that when I'm getting out of whack or getting out of sync, this is what makes me happy. This is what makes everything else go. And so I got to remember to prioritize that. But I do have a couple more specific goals for this year that I haven't had related to fitness in the past. One of them is to run a half marathon. Uh, There's a half marathon in Burlington, Vermont, where I live in April, and I'm going to run in that. And right on my desk right now, I have a half marathon training plan. I got into running in the last couple months. I felt like for a while I used walking as my cardio and I would walk 10 to 15,000 steps a day. I got a ton of walking in, but I'm on a mission to just kind of be like well-rounded athletically and fit and healthy as I continue to get older. And I kind of had this like blind spot where to me, running is like this just natural primal thing. Like it's just you and your body and you're moving and you're running. And I just avoided running for so long because I really, I really didn't like it. And starting in September, I started to run once a week. And so I ran like one mile and then I'd run a mile and a half and then I run two miles. And then I started doing one three mile run a week. And I found myself really enjoying it once running became easier. And it was great because I didn't set a big goal. I just said like, let's go do one mile today. Let's go do 1.25 miles. Let's go do 1.5. Let's go two, 2.25. And I wasn't trying to run fast. I just was trying to get through it. And it was amazing because it starts to compound. And all of a sudden, two miles became pretty easy. And then three miles became pretty easy. And then I found myself actually wanting to run more instead of being like, I want to lift today. I found myself like, I want to go run. I want to be outside. There's something about being outside, being in nature, sweating, having nothing just but me and my body out there and running. And all of a sudden, I don't know why this happened, but in December, I started running every day. Like I found my body kind of craving that. And so I would, I ran basically two miles a day every day in December. And that was amazing because I started to get this like, physical and emotional benefit of running, where it became like this little boost, this pick-me-up that was better than coffee, better than a drug, better than anything else. And so I'd run for 15, 20 minutes and I'd come back super refreshed. And through that, over the course of running two miles a day for 30 days, I actually started to build up a little bit of running muscle. And I'm, I haven't run more than like four miles at this point in my half marathon journey, but it gave me like this want to do it. And so I'm texting with my friend, Tim, I had him on the podcast And he's become a big runner. And he's like, you should run a half marathon. You could totally do it. And so I looked up half marathon. The training plan for a half marathon is pretty doable. It's like, basically, it's a 12-week training program. You run three miles three times a week, and then you have a longer run on Sunday. But almost until like week seven of this, I'm kind of running the same amount that I'm already running right now. And I think this is just a good way to give me some more structure and to give me something to train for that's a little outside my comfort zone. I will say that I ran four miles the other day and I was thinking like, man, (laughs) I'm going to have to do three times, like more than three times this to complete a half marathon, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying running and I'm just trying to take it easy and run. I'm not out there running 6.30, seven minute miles. I'm running between like a 8.30 and a 9.30 minute mile pace. And I'm just trying to take it nice and slow and I'm building up every day. I'm really enjoying going through the running. And so I, I think it'll be nice to set that goal. So do a half marathon in April. And then I have a goal of hitting a 400 pound deadlift, which is a random stat, but basically there's these strengths. I think it's more important than ever to continue to build strength and lift weights as I get older and maintain muscle mass, just just for for lots of reasons. I would love to be able to be 
80 years old and still getting into a full squad and picking up my grandkids. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm starting to learn and listen to and read about from people like Andrew Huberman and, and Peter Atia on just the the benefits of longevity. And now I see fitness completely differently. It's less about my ego and wanting to look good. And it's more about just like feeling good and trying to do things for longevity. And then there's still some look good and muscle building things that will come with that, that I want to get. So I looked up strength, strength kind of guardrails and they're basically squat, bench press, and deadlift. And so you should be able to bench press your body weight, squat one and a half times your body weight, and deadlift two and a half times your body weight. Actually, let me just double check that. Squat, bench, deadlift, just because I want to make sure I have that right. Yes, uh, squat strength standard. So can you squat one and a half times your body weight? I weigh 160 pounds. I'm little, I'm light, I realize that. So that would be a 240 pound squat. I can do that, no problem. Bench press 1.2 times your body weight. Come on, 160. I think my bench press max right now is probably like 240. I can do that. Deadlift strength standard, two times your body weight. So I saw this and I started deadlift a lot and I couldn't do it. My deadlift sucked and it felt awful. My back hurt. And so I went to my friend, Adam. I'm gonna have him on the podcast to talk about strength and lifting. And he was like, well, your deadlift form is terrible. And so I basically, I did a deadlift and my max was like 240 and it felt awful. It felt like I was gonna injure myself. And he got me on the trap bar. He fixed my deadlift form. And so I actually got to a 335 pound deadlift max, but I wanna get uh, with the right form but I want to get over 400 pounds. And I think this is just a good uh, benchmark that I have in here right now. And again, back to goal setting, like I could hit this in two months and, and be done with it. It's totally fine. It doesn't mean I have to reset a new goal. I just like to have these as kind of things that I'm working on. And I also see all of these goals as like, this is what I'm working on right now. It doesn't mean that like, if I hit this goal, my year is done. And it's also why I don't believe in like just setting goals December 31st for the year. I kind of just like, I see them as kind of always evolving and I, I might edit them and add stuff and remove stuff. I see it as more of like my operating system. What's something that I'm working on right now? Okay. So that's health and fitness relationship. I'm lucky that both Leah, my wife and I, we are home together every day. We see a lot of each other, but one thing that I want to do a better job of, is just making more time. And I know a lot of people listening will relate to this, just like making more dedicated time to hang out with each other outside of just the days can be kind of just routine and you go through the routine, you take the kids to school, you drop them off, you have dinner, you got activities, you do the same things. It can be hard to have dedicated time with each other. And so I want to set a goal of doing at least a monthly dedicated lunch or dinner date in 2023. And I don't have this like scientifically tracked and on the counter, but it's more of a guardrail to be like, okay, should, like, have we done something recently? We got to go do that just to make that uh, more of a ongoing priority. Then I have business and work. So this year, my number one focus from a work perspective, so this is gonna be the second full year that I have quit my job and work completely for myself. Last year, the majority of my earnings and income came from consulting. And so I did a lot of consulting with startups and I had some great like recurring revenue streams from there. And a lot of that actually went away because of what's happened with the economy in the last year. But at the same time, I had another channel, which is, Exit 5. And so Exit 5 is this media company that I run. I used to work as a marketing professional. I spent a decade working in B2B marketing and tech. And I eventually, and I talked about this in the intro episode to this podcast, which you can go back and listen to, where I talk about why I'm doing this podcast. And I talked a little bit about um, my history, but I created this media company for B2B marketing professionals. So it's a community, it's a podcast, it's a job board, it's content, all 
for B2B marketing people to get better at their jobs. And the tagline is because nobody goes to school for B2B marketing. So it started off as a private group just where I was sharing like my marketing lessons. And now it's morphed into this bigger thing where there's 3,300 paying members. And what I went into this year thinking uh, as I kind of had to reevaluate, like what stuff do I like doing? Where do I want to spend my time? I see Exit 5 now as this is my product. It's like, I'm Dave. I can run a bunch of different businesses and do a bunch of different things, but I want to work for myself. I don't want to have a team. I don't want to have direct reports. I don't want to be a manager. <laughs> Again, I've done that and it's not what uh, gives me energy. I like creating things, but now I have this and it's a full-blown product. And so this year, my goal for Exit 5 is to generate over a million dollars in revenue from Exit 5 alone. And this is just from Exit 5. This is not from consulting. This is not from other projects. Exit 5 this year. And this is the pace. This is the run rate that we're already on today. And so I want to build and maintain Exit 5 as a million dollar one person business. And I think there's a lot of upside that I'm starting to see with Exit 5 outside of it being a million dollar plus business where I'm the sole employee, I think there's an opportunity to build this out in a bigger sense where my other goal with Exit 5 this year is to separate it from, I initially started an LLC called DGMG LLC, which is where I did all my work and all my consulting. I'm starting to get more interest from companies that might want to acquire Exit 5, partner with Exit 5. I'm starting to see it as a full-blown business. And so I have a lot of like legal and corporate entity stuff that I want to get done with Exit 5 and spin it out into its fully formed own business this year. And so that's my big work goal this year. And so there's a lot of things that I have to do behind the scenes. I've never shared this publicly uh, before, but I'm doing it here on the podcast. And so my business and work goal is to continue to maintain that. And so again, I don't even have a perfect, like I don't have a growth plan, a perfect spreadsheet for this. I have some key initiatives that I know I need to work on and do, and I'm kind of always chipping away at them every week, every month. And I get to go back to my goals to say, Hey, you said you were going to go and do this with exit five. Like it's now June of 2023. Like, Oh shit, this is way off. Okay. I got to change my schedule. I got to do some stuff. I got to make some changes. I got to refocus. I, I work well in stretches like that, where I might not care about something for a while and then something will pop up and I got to change what I'm doing and change what I'm working on. So for this year, I'm not saying definitely no to any consulting and other work right now, but I do feel like I have the right stuff on my plate and I'm going to focus majority of my time and effort from a work perspective on focusing on Exit 5, continue to grow it and maintain that. I would like to hit that $1 million revenue run rate for Exit 5. The next business goal that I have on here is to launch the Dave Gerhardt podcast. That's what this is. That's what you're listening to uh, right now. And I'm doing that because I want to, for a long time, I've had this idea of wanting to start a podcast on my own because I, like I talked about in that first intro episode, I've learned so much from doing marketing and having a podcast in marketing for the last decade that I want to have a podcast now where I just talk about whatever I want to do, which is this, which is interview random people. And I've been starting to focus on this podcast. And one of the things that I've been doing is just hitting up anybody that I want in my network who I can get in touch with and say, hey, this person's interesting. This person is a lifting coach. I'm, I want to talk to them for an hour. This person is an entrepreneur. I want to talk to them for an hour. This person is my former boss. I want to talk to them for an hour. And so I really want to make sure I have time to do this podcast. I want to talk to people that are focused on personal development, professional development, fitness, health, authors, athletes, entertainers. I don't know who that's going to be. I'm doing this project for me and I don't have a dedicated download goal for this. I know that I just want to commit to doing it and I'm going to force myself to do it and see what happens. And so that's my other big rock, Stephen Covey 
seven habits of highly successful people. He has this concept of big rocks, which is, you could go look this up on YouTube, but if you have a jar and you fill the jar with pebbles, with all these tiny little things, you're going to fill that jar all the way to the top with tiny little pebbles. And you're never going to get to put that big rock in there. But if you put the big rock in first, then you can fill it around with all the tiny little pebbles. And so that's how I see this. I think my two big rocks right now from a business and work perspective are focused basically 90% of my time on exit five, and then also build out the Dave Gerhardt podcast, which you're listening to right now. And then my last one is golf. Outside of those things, golf is something that I've had a relationship with my whole life, kind of fallen in and out of love with it. And now that I have some time and have the opportunity to play a lot of golf, I'm obsessed with it. it be, it's like a competitive sport. You know, you can play it as you get older, uh, but it's also like a puzzle. It has so many layers to an onion of it. And I'm, I'm all in, all I read about, all I watch, all I study is related to golf. And I just am addicted to the process of getting better, better and continue to learn about the game. And I'm really excited about golf and having that as a hobby. I've talked a lot about just like being at this point in my life where I'm bringing back hobbies and interests back into my, into my world. And golf is one of them. And my daughter's just got home and we have a new puppy. Hey, I'm recording a podcast. Do you want to say something? Ah, <laughs> uh, booby. <laughs> okay. So my golf goals for the year. And this could be anything like for me, I wanted to have a bucket of golf because this is just what I like to, what I'm going to spend a lot of time on and dedicate my time to. And so for you golf people out there, for anybody who's not into golf, this will mean nothing to you. But if you are interested in golf, uh, you'll appreciate these goals. So my number one goal is to finish the year as a scratch golfer or better. That means a zero handicap index. Current My current index is 2.7. The lowest has been is 2.6. I want to get to zero or better. I want to have two rounds in the 60s this year. Last year I had one round under par 71, but I want to get two rounds in the 60s this year. I'm playing in a bunch of competitive tournaments this year in Vermont. I want to make the cut at the Vermont AM, which is a four round event. There's a, first you have to qualify, then there's two days of actual play in the event and then you can make the cut. I want to, my goal this year, I qualified for it last year. My goal this year is to make the cut and play all four rounds. I want to make the cut and win a match at the Vermont Mid-Am. So the Mid-Am is you play the first round as a qualifier to get in, then it becomes match play. So I want to qualify and win a match. And then I kind of have this more broader bullet, which is like, I want to play as many competitive rounds as I can get on my schedule. It says this gets more competitive golf in during the week and I don't have to find people to play with. And it just gets the competitive juices and nerves flowing. I got into competitive golf for the first time last summer. It's way different. It's way more challenging. It gets my heart rate up. It gets the nerves going. And I feel like that the way to get better in those situations is to just sign up for more things and make myself more uncomfortable and play more in them. And, and it can go bad, it can go great. But I think over time, the more that I do it, the more comfortable that I become. So I want to try to get in as much competitive golf as I can. And for those of you that do play golf, you'll know that the, the difference between competitive golf and not competitive golf is that you can't just play the hole and hit two out of bounds and just say, ah, put me down for a seven. I've been out there. It's lonely. And you know, you're making your ninth shot and you're not in the hole yet. And uh, somehow that's the sick enjoyment of it. And then the last bullet is I want to track my stats and just what gets measured gets managed and be more aware of stats and tracking and finding ways to improve. So those are my goals for the year. Routines, health and fitness, relationship, business work, and golf. I did a dedicated podcast episode on this. I shared more about my business and some financials that I've ever shared with anybody else before. And I also got a goal here. I'm making progress toward a goal just by doing this episode, which is, this is another episode of my podcast, which will hopefully snowball. 
and I'm pushing myself to do this podcast. One frustration that I'm having at this point in time is I really want to do this podcast, but there's so much noise and competition with podcasting right now that I'm finding that if I reach out to kind of popular, well-known guests, the number one question, they, they only will come on the show if you have X number of downloads. I've had a podcast for eight years now. I'm not, I'm no stranger to this, but it's like a little bit of the chicken and the egg problem where I got to create content. I got to go and I got to find creative and interesting people to get on here, even if they're not the most famous people in the world. And that's, I'm trying to approach that as a challenge and an opportunity to building uh, this show. And I'm trying to like, I had a conversation with myself today. I was like, you know what? You don't always need guests to make interesting content and to make this show happen. And so what if you shared your goals and that could be an interesting way to help get the word out, continue to build this audience and start to launch something. Okay. And now my daughter's home and I'm going to go hang out with her. So I'm going to hang up. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. I love poopy. <laughs> I love poopy. You do? I love poopy. If you're listening to this, I would love to hear your response. So email me, dg at davegerhardt.com. What did you think about my goals? You can tell me your goals. I feel like vulnerable now because I shared my goals with you. So you could at least email me. Tell me your goals, tweet at me, at Dave Gerhardt, or find me on LinkedIn, okay? Those are my 2023 goals. Maybe I'll do a check-in in June and see how we're doing and how we're tracking on this. Thanks for listening to this episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>